Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Strange Adventures number 187, cover date April 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Jack Sparling, edited by Jack Schiff, and Tales of the Unexpected number 94, cover date April 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Murphy Anderson, edited by Jack Schiff. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go go! Freelance artist June Moon and her boyfriend, Alan Dale, attend a party at the mysterious Terror Castle. June stumbles into a secret chamber where she encounters a mystical being. The being tells her to speak the words, The Enchantress, which transforms June into the mystical-powered, uh, The Enchantress. Meanwhile, in the future, robots in school? Ippin, 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 you want to feel my embrace. Don't you ever wash your face. Ippin, you really care for me. Don't you comb your hair for me. Ippin, you want to leave me weak and weepy. You got to look wild and weird and creepy. Ippin, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you ready? Yes, I am. It's the Enchantress, the switcheroo, witcheroo, Enchantress, the doodle-doodle-doodle, Enchantress, it's the Enchantress of Terror Castle. <laughs> um, hi! Hi! Oh, you're back. I'm back. Um, so am I. Yes, we're both back. I was in Naples, Florida. As was I. Being treated like royalty. I really encourage everyone to be an invited guest of someone in Naples, Florida. Because everyone is super rich, and they like to just throw money at you and take you places and do things. I don't know that that is everyone's experience, but that certainly was our experience. I'm just assuming that everyone has the same experience, because America <laughs> is kind of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Homogenous? Homogenous, mm-hmm, yeah. So okay, everyone so in America probably pretty much is treated like that. Just to be to fair, we did go down there to do four different, four concerts. Yes. Yes, so... We were, we went down there prepared to give something, and people treated us very kindly. Well, they treated us like celebrities, which we are. It was nice. Um, someone put on Twitter... Yes? ...that we were a delight. At our concert? No, or... in the podcast. Oh, you're kidding! No! Really? I believe it was King Dinosaur. We're minor celebrities. Yes. We're really doing everything right i'll think about that tomorrow when i'm cleaning the bathroom um i'm this is our 51st episode 
I'm just randomly deciding that this is season two. Okay. That makes sense, except that there are 52 weeks in the year. Right, but we, we did, did two weeks. Oh. Yeah, you're right. Okay, that's good. That's right. great. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Season cool, cool. two. Uh, and we're introducing two new characters we've never seen before. And we have ten seasons, don't we? At least. Mm-hmm. Wow. We'll see. I've been having some ideas how to get those romance comics out of the way. Quick. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Uh, Do you think we can we buy can some... S- New chairs, buy some new chairs that aren't squeaky. Yeah, yeah I really, I, I. How long have we been together, Bob? Twenty-seven years, twenty-six years. Yes, twenty-six mm-hmm. years. Yeah, I think it's time for us to get rid of the family antique chairs. But these chairs were needle pointed by Aunt Lula. Okay, Bob. Yeah, I'm going to just sit back. And now I'm going to lean forward. I can do all those things too. Why isn't your chair doing that? Because I've figured out the secret. You sit right on the needle point that Aunt Lula slaved over. There you go. You see, you got it. So you're saying that we can't get rid of these chairs? No, we can get. We can move them. We can't throw them in the garbage, which I think is what you're trying to get away with. No one's going to throw them in the garbage. Okay. I was going to throw them in the garbage. Why would I do that? Um, two new characters we've never seen before. Yes, we have, wait, Alan Dell, who is an importer and... Uh, and old, apparently very wealthy. Yes. And uh, a member of the freewheeling social set. Yes. And June Moon. June Moon. She's an artist, freelance artist. I'm an artist. Hi, my name's June Moon. Uh, is that Moon with an E? Yes, it is. Uh-huh. Um, June... Moon and we are uh, we are today we're reading Strange Adventures issue number one eighty seven one eighty seven featuring we are going to talk about the Enchantress of Terror Castle yes we're also going to talk about Tales of the Unexpected ninety four but we'll talk about that in a minute right uh, so Strange Adventures as you remember is an anthology series from DC Comics long running I believe around two hundred issues um and introduced in this period that we're talking about in this introduced. Period. All kinds of uh, new ideas that they were throwing at the wall. So you remember Immortal Man. Mm-hmm. He was one of these new ideas that would be re- a recurring feature. Mm-hmm. Now we have the Enchantress. Mm-hmm. And in a couple of months, we'll have Animal Man, Animal Man. Takes I, let me the, guess, he, he turns into an animal. No, he can absorb the powers of animals. Oh. So say he, if there's a bird nearby, he can fly. Or right. if his arm gets ripped off, he can grow a new arm like an earthworm. Wow. Yeah. Does that happen to him? It has, not in the 60s. Wow. So. Um, oh, wait. You like Grant Morrison. I do. Grant Morrison wrote 26 issues of Animal Man in the 90s. You should read that. Oh, I think I might have. Maybe. Uh, because it doesn't sound unfamiliar. Okay. Um, and something else. Uh-huh. I can't help but, we can't help but, I'm sorry, I cannot help but think about the show Manimal when you talk about Animal Man. Yes. Now, he did turn into animals, as yes. I recall. A puma. Yes. And an eagle. Oh, could he only turn into certain animals? I never watched it. It was awful. Didn't that star Simon McCorkendale? Oh, God, someone's going to talk to us. Someone's going to write to us about this. But it truly what? was awful. I didn't say it was good. Um... It was Simon right Corkendale, didn't he kill himself or accidentally like shoot? I, I'm pretty sure it was on the same lineup as you know the same night that Knight Rider was on. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. Um, no, I think he like was pretending to shoot himself in the head with a prop gun that had blanks in it, and the blanks yes, killed him or something. That, like that does sound correct, but I'm not sure that that's the same guy. And I think he dated Joan Collins. Oh. I'll do some Google research. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about the Enchantress while you're Googling that. The Enchantress, this is her first appearance in Strange Adventures number 187. She only had three appearances in Strange Adventures before she was forgotten forever. She did turn up in a couple of Supergirl stories in the pages of Superman Family in the 80s. And then, guess what? What? She became a villain. And so you may remember seeing her in the recent Suicide Squad film as a villain. Yeah? Yeah. She was, uh, she turned evil. Her powers drove her crazy. Because, you know, women can't have powers, apparently, in comics without going crazy. Oh, now. Did you find something? I did. Uh, This is Manimal. Um, A man who can change himself into any animal fights crime. Okay. Any animal. Well, that's good that it's any animal. Yeah. But they probably had a lot of stock footage of pumas and, would you say, uh, eagles? Pumas and eagles mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff, yeah. I was just hoping to find something about the actor if he might have killed himself. Simon McCorkendale. Mm-hmm. Um, he spent much of his childhood moving around due to his father serving as an officer in the Royal Air Force. Fascinating. He died in 2010. Yeah. Okay. And that's not who I'm thinking of, I don't think. No, that's okay. I'm going to close this out because I, I made some notes on this. I'm very interested in this. I'm and I'd like so to come happy. Back to it. Okay, so, so we the, begin. Set, the setting of this is yes. that it's going to take place at a castle. It's not actually called Terror Castle. That's, you know, for the readers. Right, right, right. Um, it's, there's going to be, they're going, uh, June and Alan are on the way to, they're, they're going to spend a weekend or something at, at, a, at a castle um, that... His, his first visit to a truly ancient castle. Right. Or their, their, so, visit, their visit. And he said, um, and if I hadn't stopped at your beach house for an old contract, you wouldn't have seen the invitation to a party here. Right. So, so yeah. They're either in Europe, which is not true because they're not. So they have a beach house within a drivable distance to an ancient castle, I'm assuming, on the East Coast? Maybe are there, there are no castles? ancient castles on the east coast. I didn't think so. Let's um, just assume it's some sort of maybe it's Canada, <laughs> or <laughs> maybe it's in Wine Valley, Napa Wine Valley, and it's not. And it's like a Spanish mission or something. He says it's an old estate. He doesn't call it an ancient castle. No, he says my first visit to a truly ancient castle. Oh well, then they have to be in Europe, but I don't think they are. Anyway, June Moons, a freelance artist, Mm -hmm. a pretty freelance artist we read in panel three. She's pretty. Uh, She looks kind of doe-faced to me, but... What do you mean doe-faced? Like, just, like, she doesn't look very bright. Well, she's got a lot of of angles uh, to her face, which Mm -hmm. is just, like, tilting her head to the side. Yeah. Looking cutish and impish. You know, well, which, that's what I mean. Somebody told her once that that makes her look cute, and she believed it, and that's all she'll do for the rest of her life. Yeah. Like, um, no, I'm not going to confess that on the podcast. That's what we're here for. Give the people what they want. There was this guy that I went to high school with that I thought was really cute. Uh-huh. It was when I was struggling with my sexuality. Yeah. And he used to sort of, like, breathe, and his tongue would sort of touch his teeth like this, and he'd go like this, and when he breathed, he'd like... Like uh-huh. see his like, he's doing stupid face, everyone. But he was like a really hot surfer guy. Uh-huh. And I used to think that was really hot. And so I would sometimes like 
stand in front of the mirror and, and, and like breathe with my mouth open and look at <laughs> thinking like, is this as sexy as I think it is or just sexy on him? And I decided that it was sexy on him and not a sexy thing to do. Good just call. Sexy on him. So, um, <laughs> I'm blushing right now that I just confessed that. Why? I don't know. It's just a stupid thing. It's adorable. I, it's, 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 it's just like, uh, it, I confess that because we were talking about, you said someone told her that holding her head like that and looking right. that way is very cute, and she just does it all the time. Oh, my God. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> that tangent did not take me where I thought it was going to go. They drive up to the castle, and there's horrible, grotesque statues out front, which June, pretty freelance artist, wants to stop and sketch. Yeah, because that's what you do at night right? Uh-huh. in the car. Joke's on her. The statues come to life and start mm-hmm. chasing them down the road. Eek! What do we do, Alan? Don't panic, everyone. It's just boys in costumes playing out in the lawn of the castle. It's a costume ball. Surprise! Yeah. yeah. Oh. Our, yeah, I mean, our job is to scare you, right? Right. Right. I was more excited about it being a costume ball. Because this reminds me of LARPing, which is something I just decided I want to do. Okay, so I was just thinking, I'm sorry, I I should tell you that I was kind of fixating on um, the fact that these guys are wearing these very closely fit costumes, Uh and they're most likely rubber, which means they're incredibly hot. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And they're probably sweating in them, and they're probably breathing in their own recycled air in the rubber masks. (laughs) And also, they're one piece, so how are they going to get out of there to go to the bathroom? Well, they might zip up the back with no bones. (laughs) <laughs> so in june and alan go to the party with all kinds of crazy there's a skeleton and an owl woman a and devil a, dean, a devil uh, a, a medieval lady oh everyone's there everyone yep. who's anyone that is yeah there's a hanging tapestry with a minotaur minotaur although don't like this minotaur is all just covered in fur i thought minotaurs were men up to the head and then they had the bull's head no yes i think so no uh-huh minotaur hey siri show me a picture of a minotaur you'll need to unlock your iphone first oh for god's sake oh, don't get off me hey siri what is a minotaur in Greek mythology, the Minotaur is a mythical creature portrayed in classical times with the head and tail of a bull and the body of a man, or, as described by Roman poet of it, a being part man and part bull. Do you want me to keep reading? No, thank you. Yeah, head of a bull, body of a man. Okay, so yeah, head of body of a man. So this wasn't this one isn't really covered in hair. No, I it is, kind of. You can tell by the cross hatching of the drawing. I'd call this a chimera. <laughs> half man, half bull chimera. <laughs> An upright bull. Well, June's going up the stairs to look at the tapestry, whatever's on it. Because she knows that it's uh, it's a museum piece and it's probably priceless. And Alan says, meanwhile, I'll scare us up a couple of costumes. Good one, Alan. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> We're way out of place with these creepy characters. Suddenly, a gong bangs. Yes, bong. Over the babble of merrymaking, the unexpected loud sound of a gong, followed by a strong breeze. From a mysterious source. Mm-hmm. The doors all slam shut. I think this is going to be like a Carrie prom situation. Uh, yeah, they're all going to die. Um, the Minotaur, 
Butler, come on, give it a rest. Just everything's back to normal. Dog licking himself on the air. Butler, cut it out. Uh, honestly, when we're downstairs watching TV, yep, never does sleeps. it. No. Mm-hmm. no. Uh, Minotaur comes to life and pops out of the tapestry. June. <laughs> Sorry. Butler, what are you, are you licking up a froth? Cut it out. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Minotaur comes to life. June leans against the wall and falls through to the other side because it's a secret panel in the wall because why wouldn't there be? It's a castle. It took me a while to, when I was looking at this this picture, this panel of her falling through. Yeah. I couldn't figure exactly, I couldn't figure out how she was falling through. Like, did the door open behind her and she's falling backwards? Well, it's... Because it looked like she's being pulled in by her feet. Right. Those uh, motion lines are very deceptive. Aren't they? I think the motion lines are in reference to the wall, not to her. Yeah. So it's swinging in on itself. I did have to look at it a couple times and just think, okay, now what's going on here? Now, she simply just leaned against the wall and it opened, so I can't understand why she's the only person the first to actually fall she must be so tired i don't you wouldn't even know how long they were in that car right you know they could have driven up the coast well i think they drove inland since there's a castle well couldn't build a castle castle. on could be a coastal castle no on sand you can't build a castle on sand well how do you know it's on sand it's on rocks you've got to get that dog out of here stop it <laughs> I think he's done. I don't think so. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to make a new law that there's no dogs allowed in the recording studio. Oh. No. Nope. He's loved. He can be loved after we're done recording. All right. Where do you want to back up to? Why do we have to back up? We'd have to back up to the beginning to eliminate all the dog noise. Okay, fine. So June is... June, June! She's falling backwards. Yeah. Into that wall. Okay? Now... Oh, I see. He was calling her anyway. He didn't see where she was. Right. She stumbles through a secret panel in the wall and talks to what can only be described as a giant red head with arms. Yeah. It looks like one of those things you used to get out of the bubblegum machines in the grocery store. Yeah. Little rubber eraser Uh things that you stuck your finger inside. Uh Uh-huh. Have you ever seen that promotional video for Pepsi Cola where Joan Crawford is going shopping in the grocery store with the little girl? No. (laughs) Yes. Joan Crawford pulls up to the grocery store in her Corvette, whatever she's driving. Right. And she gets out, and then a mother and daughter are meeting her there. And they Uh say, oh, hi, Joan. Because Joan Crawford went to the grocery store all the time. She had lots of neighborhood friends. And... Uh, they all go in the store. Okay. And the little girl goes, I want a weirdo. And she's talking about those little things that they yes. uh, get out of the gumball machine. So Joan Crawford buys her a weirdo. She does. Yeah. And then they go shopping through the aisles, and Joan Crawford is amusing to herself about all the wonderful products you can buy in the grocery store. Just talking about her party menu that she's planning yes. for her guests. And of course, she buys some Pepsi Cola. Of course, because she was the. Pepsi Queen. She's the queen soft, soft Well, drink. she was the queen of Hollywood. Her husband was the soft, soft drink, drink king. king. Yes. Uh, but he called her Pally because he couldn't remember her name. <laughs> That's what he calls you when he can't remember your name. So this giant red gumball machine thing is sitting in a chair and there's other... Heads. This just looks like a props closet for uh, a horror movie. Well, I like those weeping angel statues. 
Yeah, what's that all about? I don't know. Lots These of gargoyles and faceless robes heads. and gargoyles and well, then frog if, heads. Right. Then this giant rubber eraser starts talking. Uh, destiny. What would a rubber eraser head talk like? Destiny brought me here. Oh, uh-huh, that's good. Destiny will show you out to get. It talks. I get it. A hidden mic. The joint is bugged. Hear me, but do not try to understand everything yet. Fate decreed that you come here. Um. Right. Yeah, but what? Hear me, but don't try to understand everything. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. He's trying to... Some writer was trying to make this sound very cryptic, very very mysterious, mythic, you know, but it's just crap, really. It's Bob Haney. He was trying to make the story last for nine pages. Yeah, yeah. It's Friday afternoon, I think. Uh, an evil presence has been aroused in the castle, and June Moon's the only one that can stop it. Yeah, okay. With her pretty artist skills. Nope, not that. Nope, but with my drawing? No. no. With my clay skills? Nope. <laughs> With my charm, my wit, tilting my head to the side and looking coquettish? Nope. Repeat these two words. These two words. After me. These specific two words. What were the words, Bob? Are you ready for the first word? Yes. The. Repeat it. The. Enchantress. Enchantress. Nope. You missed again. The. The. Enchantress. I can't stand <laughs> What? I'm sorry. The Enchantress. Enchantress. Suddenly. Mattress. <laughs> a jagged streak of lightning. A muffled boom of thunder. Ow! 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 Oh, don't warn me if you're going to do that. Okay, sorry. An eerie coldness sweeps over June. She's uh, surrounded by snot, is what it looks like to me. And then... She's a sexy vixen. The Enchantress. That's who you are now in this, your other form. Hey, Bob. Yeah. What if she had said, The Housekeeper? Well, then she probably wouldn't turn into the Enchantress, would she? She would have been a sexy housekeeper. Or, The Crosswalk Guard. She would have been a sexy crosswalk guard that fought crime, right? Well, she was not instructed to repeat those words. What if she She had been... Only instructed to repeat the words the enchantress. What if she had said the dental hygienist? <laughs> hygienist. And she turned into a sexy dental hygienist. Well, it is a costume a, party after all. With the pick and two dental floss in her pocket. <laughs> Those aren't dental floss in her pocket. Oh, I'm going to clean your teeth. <laughs> all right. So those are your notes, huh? Just, I got really angry that okay. I have to say when I re- when I read this, yeah. I, I got a little miffed. Not angry, but yeah. miffed that he said, "Repeat these two words after me." I, th- I expected him to be like, "No chakriga," okay. uh-huh. you know? or like Shazam, or, right? Yeah, the enchantress. The enchantress. <laughs> <laughs> she becomes the enchantress. If it was that easy, everybody should do it. No kidding. So she turns the into millionaire. This hot- the millionaire. She turned into this hot little mini dress number. Um, it's got a checkerboard skirt. Hey, that's hip. Miss Switch. Um, you like Miss Switch, I don't really you? I really do. I really do. Do you suppose our listeners know about Miss Switch? 
I don't know. Why don't you tell about her? Well, it was a Saturday morning cartoon. ABC Saturday morning movie. And it was a boy and a girl, Marvin and Wendy, I think it was. No, that's the Super Friends. Okay. Well, it was a boy and a girl. Yeah. And they would go to school and their teacher was Miss... Miss Switch, uh-huh. and she was a witch, and yes. she had a cat that talked, yes. and they would have crazy adventures together. Now, how did they have adventures? Did they have to leave on a... Broomstick. Oh, okay. Yeah, they had to ride a broomstick. Now... And the, ta- the, the cat would talk, and it would say, Miss Switch! You're too young to remember Mission Magic. Do you believe you believe in magic? Because I believe, I believe that is true. I know you've heard the song. With Rick Springfield. Yeah, but you never watched it, did you? No. Uh, Because that was a cartoon show with the teacher was a witch. And every week she would draw a magic portal in the chalkboard and her and all her students would fly through and they'd have to go rescue Rick Springfield who's trapped in other dimensions. Now... I have to tell you something. Uh-huh. Miss Switch was drawn just like the Enchantress. The Enchantress. The, the Did she have black hair? Yes, she was, and she was very sexy, uh-huh. and she was. She would wear glasses, you know, when she was when she was the teacher, and uh-huh. she'd keep her hair up. But when yep. she was Miss Switch, her hair would be down, right? But I'm pretty sure she was voiced by an old Hollywood has been. Really? Yeah. We could find that out easily. Um, since you mentioned hair, I should mention that June Moon is blonde, but the Enchantress is a brunette. She doesn't have to wear a wig on her head like Supergirl. No, but that's why she turned evil, because she's a brunette. Mm. Um, luckily, there's a mirror right there in the changing room where she can see what she looks like now. My hair. My eyes. This costume. I've changed. Wait, when she's Miss, when she was the Enchantress, she has a better voice. My hair, my eyes, this costume. Uh I've changed. I have changed. Now the first thing to do is get out of here and help Alan and the others. (gasps) Well, she can walk through walls. She sure can. I wish I could walk through walls. uh, Janet Waldo was the voice of Miss Switch. Who's Janet Waldo? Um, Well, she provided the quintessential voice of the swooning, overly dramatic teenager for numerous generations from the 1940s swinging babysitters to the 1960s groovy chick. Uh, She was the voice of Judy Jetson. She was the voice of Penelope Pitstop. Uh, She was the voice of Pearl Slaghoople. That would be Wilma Flintstone's mother. Um... She did additional voices on the Smurfs. Really? Yeah. Uh, but probably looks like uh, Judy Jetson's probably her biggest, biggest role, role to date. Well, to date, she's dead now. Um, oh, she worked on the Dukes of Hazard cartoon. Wow, she really did it all. The Dukes of Hazard had a cartoon. Spider Man and his amazing friends. She played Shanna the She Devil. How do you prepare for that? Cindy Bear on Yogi Bear. Probably just visit Chuck's... Hawk Girl on the Super Friends. Now we're talking. Visit Chuck's trophy room. Yeah. To do your research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, Janet Waldo, rest in peace. God love her. Thank you, Janet. Well... I'm sorry I assumed that she was voiced by a Hollywood has-been. She was actually voiced, voiced by, by a, a professional. A voice actor, yes. Yes. Um, Enchantress... Goes back to the party, sees the party guests <coughs> trying to... <coughs> uh, Are you all right? Yes, I just had a cough. Yeah. She sees They're the party trying... guests trying to break out of the castle that they've right, been locked but into. unknown to them, 
they're about to make the ceiling collapse. Why are they taking those doors clearly close <laughs> from the way from that they're the, not trying to open? Right. It. They're trying to break the door, just literally break the doors. They also have lit torches, which is not a good idea in an ancient castle. Yeah. Um, anyway, the Enchantress sees immediately that the ceiling is in danger of collapsing, so she waves her hands at a suit of armor in the corner, making the suit of armor grow giant to brace the ceiling. Then, all of a sudden, that minotaur, his hands start coming out of the tapestry Mm -hmm. like eerie ghost hands. Ghost hands. What? Ghost hands. The hands start grabbing for the party guests. May May I interrupt? Yeah. I actually like how these panels are drawn. Oh, yeah. They're not bad. Uh, this art is by Howard Purcell, who was creator of the Enchantress, along with Bob Haney, and inked by Sheldon Maldolf. Mm. I can't remember. Howard Purcell drew something we've looked at already. I'll look in the archives later. All right. Uh, giant suit of armor, giant hands coming out. She grabs a chain off of... <laughs> A decorative weapons group. As are often placed on walls of ancient castles. Well, I more often see them in like the steak and ale restaurants <laughs> or the barbershop of, of my childhood. Boy, those have seen their day, haven't they? Our grandparents used to love to go to places like that. I don't think, are there still steak and ales? Uh, I, well, I don't think so. I mean, you can't go Our to grandparents, them. I love to go to those. I love to go to steak and ale. Um, the, my childhood barbershop had... Uh, a decorative weapons group on the really? wall. Yeah. It was like all... I can take you there. I think it's still there, run by the same people in Grandview. Oh, we should go sometime. Um, Do you think you'd walk in and they'd all go, Bob! No, mem- they'd probably say, Robert! Yeah, remember when you cut your hair when you were five years old? Oh, your mother cried. <laughs> Those curls! Uh, so she wraps the decorative chain around the hands of the monster the minotaur <sighs> meanwhile <laughs> unseen the enchantress overhears the party planners <laughs> in the corner this is my very favorite panel gee charlie all we did was set up a few spook gimmicks to have some fun sure but ever <laughs> since we rang the gong and started our ghost sounds everything's gone screwy so that's it she says. Practical jokers. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. But like Pandora, they opened a forbidden box. A box of evil. Then she talks about her witch's instinct. Her witch's instinct. I wrote, I wrote my notes. She has a witch's instinct? As of when? Five minutes ago when she became the enchantress? Well, now look. Remember Robbie Reed in Dial H for Hero? When he d- becomes the hero, he immediately knows all of his powers by instinct. So oh. she must have just... Immediately known all her witchy powers. Okay. Or maybe she watches Bewitched. Uh, Witchy woman. Bewitched was on the air by this point. Well, she probably did. It was a very popular show. She looks like Serena. Serena. Sam. Cuz. Cuz. So she has to reverse the procedure. So she uses her magic powers to make the gong ring instead of. She's a foot away from it. She could have just picked up the thing. and. Well, apparently she took over someone else's body and made them ring the gong. There are hands attached, arms attached. Are you sure those aren't witchy hands that she's conjured from the air? (laughs) 
Uh, the Minotaur is whisked back into the tapestry. The doors burst open, and everyone is rescued, but not before Alan Dell. Okay, so bottom left panel. Yep. I don't know who you are, beautiful. This is Alan uh-huh. holding the Enchantress in his arms. Yep. I don't know who you are, beautiful, but you sure can throw enchantment around. You've got me under your spell. Mm, very flattering, but he seems to have forgotten about my other self, June. This is a little cozy fondue moment, isn't it? It sure is. Mm-hmm. Um, That's an opera. Yes. Everybody knows that. Just some of our listeners won't. Uh, Alan is pushed out the door by the rampaging party guests trying to escape the horror inside. Giving June a chance to change back to her real oh, she self. she screams. Wait, let, let me go back. June, June, where are you? So that's nice because she, because the enchantress right. hears it. She says, "Oh dear, Alan, he didn't forget me after all." Thank God. Um, now it doesn't show her saying a magic word to turn back to June, but wouldn't that be great? If she June, t- June. <laughs> June, pretty freelance artist, <laughs> socialite, wealthy girlfriend. She can just will herself back to June Moon. Well, why apparently she can do lots of things with her powers. Right. Well, why can't she will herself to turn into the Enchantress? Cert, I'd like to know. Cert-na-cha-ne-ne-ne. Ne, ne. Oh, you're trying to say it backwards? Yeah. I can't say things backwards. Cert. There's only going to be cert one. Na, cert na na ne cert et na ne cert na ne et <laughs> That she would say, say not, not it. There's just one problem with her scheme. When she turns back to June Moon, all her magic things that she did in an are instant done. She's trapped yeah. in that castle. Now that suit of armor shrinks and the ceiling collapses. Oh no! That's fine. She's fine. She oh, gets no. out. Uh, um, Alan is so glad to see her. And then the next panel, you know, I met a fabulous femme back there. <laughs> She came out of nowhere like magic. What a dreamboat. He says to her. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you almost died in there. You know that place you almost died in? I met this girl. She's beautiful. What a dreamboat. <laughs> Teehee, I can't get jealous because he liked the Enchantress. Yes, you can. He doesn't know it's you. <laughs> you can be jealous. You have every right. She is sort of talk- cocking her head to the side. You know, yeah. Little impish way. Teehee. Since I'm stuck with being two persons, I'm kind of glad he likes both of me. I hope I get married soon. That isn't how she talks. How does she talk? No. Since I'm stuck with being two persons, I'm kind of glad he likes both of me. Uh, The Enchantress talks like this. Okay. I'm down with that. I hope we get to see more of these. Well, we will. I know we see at least one more. I hope we'll have a longer story next time. Um, this is stupid. I mean, basically what happens is they drive up to a castle, right? Here's the right, thing. They right. drive up to a castle, see two men dressed in costumes. They go inside. He goes to look for a costume. She stumbles into a door, talks to a turd with arms, a red turd with arms. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Says, the Enchantress! Becomes the Enchantress, walks out down the staircase, makes a night get really big. They open the doors. Everybody goes outside. She shrinks back down. It's over. Right. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I imagine the could the other stories we look at are going to be much the same. Do you think that Bob Haney was just going, oh, 
just grabbing his hair like I am right now. I'm just going, oh, I work in a up these I pages. I think Bob Haney was totally into everything he was doing. Okay. Because you cool. know the cool, kind cool. of stuff he... Yeah, crazy. Turns out, yeah. yeah. Uh, Alan Dell is in for a surprise, just as you are when the Enchantress, the Switcheroo Witcheroo, returns in a you'll-never-forget thriller in that other world of strange things, strange people, strange places. I wish they had... Uh, called her the switcheroo witcheroo more. I wish that that had actually been her name. Her magic word! Switcheroo witcheroo! Oh, they lost a chance there. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, she turns evil later. The end. And then when she turns back, she goes, June Schmoon, nobody asked for her. <laughs> <laughs> there are two other stories in this issue which we're not covering because they don't have continuing characters and... We were on a tight... So uh, glad you made that judgment call there, buddy. Um, but there is... Uh, the last story is called The Weirdest Prison on Earth with art by Jack Sparling, who we have previously admired on this program. So if you get a chance to find Strange Adventures number 187... Let's go to our next story. Don't we need a commercial break or something? Sure. Okay, we'll be right back. presented his mother for her 45th birthday an antique wooden mantle clock. It immediately became Anna Scranton's most prized possession. She polished its gleaming walnut veneer without failure every day and twice a year brought in a reliable clockmaker to oil and clean it. The clock kept perfect time for 30 years. Then, for no apparent reason, it stopped running on the day that Anna Scranton passed away. For sentimental reasons, Albert Scranton took the clock to his own home. It had resumed running, and all the clock repairer could say in explanation for its temporary malfunction was that it might have been overwhelmed. The clock continued to keep perfect time, but it stopped once again on the first anniversary of Anna Scranton's death. An affinity with bones. James Forster was sitting in a lounge chair at his home one evening when his phone rang. He stood up to answer it at the precise moment when a stray bullet from a fleeing thief crashed through his window, striking the chair exactly where his head had been. And it was a wrong number. A week later, driving home in a driving rainstorm, a telephone utility pole toppled over in the road right in front of him. He turned the car around to make a detour. Next moment, the road ahead, where he would have been if the pole had not stopped him, caved into a depth of 15 feet. This has been Strange But True. Tales of the Unexpected was a science fiction fantasy and horror comics anthology series published by DC Comics from 1956 to 1968 for 104 issues. It was later renamed The Unexpected, although the numbering continued and it ended at issue 222 in 1982. That's a little song about Tales of the Unexpected I wrote. Using the text from its Wikipedia article. I can not sing along with you because I never know what you're going to sing. That's how I like it. Ottoman! So yes, Tales of the Unexpected was a science fiction anthology series up through issue 104. And then it became just 
The Unexpected and was a horror anthology, which is how I remember it from my youth. Okay. But uh, now it's, it's one of these, you know, groups of their science fiction anthologies. Uh, it starred Space Ranger for a long time. We haven't seen a Space Ranger story, have we? I don't mm. think so. No. Um, other features included The Green Glob and uh, Auto Man. Auto Man! Now, I imagine you were excited when I gave you the assignment to read Auto Man because you probably thought it was in reference to the 1983 television series starring Desi Arnaz Jr., but it's not. Nope. It's even more exciting than that. Can you guess why? Nope. I'm about to tell you. Please tell me. We're in the middle of the robot revolution. Auto Man is a robot. Robot. It doesn't reference this in the story because this is his second appearance. But this is taking place in the year 2065. Oh, wow. We The robot revolution is underway and we see how it happens with the aid of human beings leading themselves unwittingly to their enslavement by the robot overlords. I always thought you just made up the whole robot revolution thing. Well, I did, but I'm piecing together the clues from the stories that we're reading. Oh, you're going back into the past to piece together what's going to happen in the future. Right, because after this, the robots take over, and then that's why we get, in the 30th century, people, you know, going back to old technology like pneumatic mail tubes and things. So what year are we in right now? Uh, 2065. So in 2065, professors are still fat. Professors are fat, but also they're taking robots to school. There's a robot university. I love that. And he's a graduate. Robot, a, uh, robot Auto Man, yes. Auto Man is not only a graduate, he did graduate studies. Auto Man has a great, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The thing up here. Logo. Header? Logo. A header. Uh, yeah. Logo. Ottoman. It's got his head... Uh, laser beams coming out from behind his head. And his name. Auto Man. Clearly written in uh, capital block letters. Mm-hmm. I just like it. Auto Man looks just like Robot Man, except uh, Robot Man has inexplicably human eyeballs. And Auto Man does not. Auto Man's eyes were made from toilet paper tubes. Uh huh. <laughs> And he also doesn't have that nice fancy chest plate like Robot Man has. No. Otherwise, just the same as Robot Man. So, guess what? What? Now our mailman soar at us. Huge piles of letters pouring in from robots around the world and in orbit, demanding more, more slammeroo machine think adventures of Auto Man, bold new hero of the mechanical age, iron idol of the computers. Even robot fan clubs are mushrooming. Hmm, really? What, what can we do about this batty craze? What else but bow humbly to your bionic robotic fanatics? So don't snap your transistors. Here's another Automan actioneer. Aside to others, don't be outdone by a machine. Be the first human on your block to say, I have read Bodyguard to a Blonde. So in the future, women are still being portrayed as uh, ditzy. Yes. Especially if they're blonde. Yes. Sorry, ladies. Yeah, well, that's the future we have to look forward to. Uh, now, we open up in a spy headquarters, which, as everyone knows, all spy headquarters are nests of crackling surprises, where sometimes even the surprise makers get the big flip. 
Yes. Now, this is also written by Bob Haney, who thinks he's talking in current teenage lingo. Mm-hmm. That's neither here nor there. That's come to be expected, isn't it? Yes. Um, well, it turns out that these spies have gotten their luggage mixed up at the airport. They were expecting to have a million buckaroos tucked away. Oh, sorry, a million bucks worth of microfilm. Yeah. Remember microfilm? Mm-hmm. Um, instead, they get some ladies' lingerie. Now we got to find the dame that's got ours. So we flash over to uh, Robot Tech. Robot Tech. Ro- uh, Auto Man's alma mater. Dear alma mater, smile. Smile upon thy children. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you would sing it. Where Professor Sterling is teaching a classroom full of other robots. I do like that all the robots are not looking the same. They no. don't have the uh, individual look. But they have excellent posture. Well, they would, because their spines are rigid. They can't slouch. Or else they wouldn't be robots. Right. You know, so he's going to slouch, show though. his incredible intelligence. I have a problem with this. What? With uh, the professor and robot man. Auto- Auto-Man. Ottoman. Uh-huh. Ottoman. Mm-hmm. So when he, he shows, he said, here, at Tech, we induce machine think. I'll give you an example with this mechanical enemy beetle. Enemy beetle, right? Yeah. So he releases the beetle. Yeah. And then... Ottoman um, puts up his antenna, finds the beetle, and uses his magnetic powers to take the beetle away. Yeah. Boy, he's a graduate of, <laughs> of robot tech. And that's what he can do? He can find a bug? Well, in fairness, the bug is released behind his back, so he can't see where it goes. He found a bug. If someone releases a beetle in this room, we're going to hear it. And they're Listen, not going to claim that we're highly intelligent beings. I don't want to give you too, inf- too much information, but I was sitting on the toilet this morning. Yes. And there was a stink bug somewhere, and I couldn't see it. Oh. I heard it, but I would, ha- I would need magnetic things to pop out of my head to find it. <laughs> God, thank God you don't have that. Or a fly strip. That's the, that's the uh, sound of the radar. Now, I do like this method, the Professor Sterling. He props Auto Man up in the front of the class and says, I've heard whispers of possible robot dropouts. That's why I have Auto Man, our outstanding graduate, in class today. We should bring outstanding graduates back to stand up in front of the class and give the kids a pep talk. Keep them from dropping out? Prove why robot undergrads should continue their studies. Why would a robot drop out of college? <laughs> to do what? To go labor in a junkyard? Well, you know to how. To serve in restaurants. Well, the same reason that humans drop out of college. We've read Metal Man. We know how argumentative, oh, contrary so robots can be. Aren't they? Yeah, not Auto Man though. He's got a permanent smile on his face. Butler, it isn't true to him yet. He's washing my feet. Well, get your foot out of the way. I thought he was looking himself oh, again. He's Still scratching his chest with my toes. So Auto Man finds the beetle. Yay! See. Auto Man's extended machine think schooling led him to retrieve the target. An ordinary robot would have simply recorded it and brought back the information for further instructions. Unless there... you had said, Robot Man, Ottoman, find the beetle and bring it to me. Then he would have done that. I'm sorry we keep calling him Robot Man. I'm sorry. But that's exactly what he looks like. Now, look at this momentous story. There are He's fostering artificial intelligence. This is leading to the downfall of humankind. 
Okay. Don't worry, everyone. I'm going to put together a complete timeline of this robot revolution. I doubt you are. Why? <laughs> I've got it all figured out. I wish I could take a pneumatic tube to work. DC fans, stick with me. Don't you? Yeah. yeah. Metal Men, Auto Man, Commandy, Legion of Superheroes. Boom, 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 boom. That's how it goes down, people. Okay. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Nope. Chuck will get me. So, Auto Man's got a new assignment. Apparently, he works for the FBI also. Uh-huh. Uh, well, that's a good job to get right out of college. Sure it is. I would like to have been in the sure. FBI. I have to be fit. No. What? No, you don't. Sure you do. The FBI? Yeah. No, you just have to put that stuff under your nose when you exhume a body. <laughs> I've seen Silence of the Lambs. Can you still hear the lambs, Clarice? The death of my father. Uh, wait, she big girl. He is assigned. Oh, she big girl. <laughs> yes, sir. She is. Yes, she's, sir, big she girl. she's a big girl. Yes, sir. Um, he's assigned to be bodyguard to a beautiful blonde actress. Here she is, nervous, high-strung, infuriatingly forgetful. Kimmy Lee. Somehow, there was a mix-up at the airport. Somebody apparently got Miss Lee's bag by mistake, and she got his. Where's my bag? The police got wind that aspiring is after the bag, but the trouble is Miss Lee doesn't even remember where she left it after getting to the studio lot. Whoops. And they want me to guard her against <laughs> the spy ring. <laughs> so off Auto Man goes to the movie studio where uh, Kimmy Lee is wearing <laughs> a one-piece bathing suit and a little wrap loosely wrapped bathrobe yes which is clearly the hotel's bathrobe that she's stolen um so she uh meets auto man and is so startled that she drops a sandwich on the floor which happens (laughs) never in our home somebody said to me the other day i get so busy i forget to eat no and i thought that never happens i literally plan my entire day around when i'm going to eat and then everything else falls into place. And is that something? Is that, is that bad? Now, I will say that I have been so engrossed in a video game that I neglected to eat. But I wouldn't classify that as being busy. I, I will work so hard that I will just sort of go, oh, after an hour, you know, maybe five hours after I right, right, right. go, oh, I'm really hungry. I'll stop and eat. But like, I don't forget to eat. Right. I mean, I literally live to eat. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't know if that's. Uh, that's probably not healthy. I mean, it's fine. I'm sure it seems to be the way the world operates. Yeah. Okay. For now, until the robots until the robot take over. Took, okay. Yeah. Uh, off they go, driving down to the beach where movies being made. On she location. has a southern accent in my mind. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Now. Here's one flaw of writing stories about the future. We know that in the year 2065, there's not going to be any location shoots. Everything's going to be CGI. Yes. Um, But they're making the film called The Mermaid and the Monster. And Miss Lee is to be taken aboard a huge diving bell as a captive mermaid. And I sunk to the ocean floor. I don't know why they had to actually have a real diving bell immersed in water. They couldn't just do that in a studio. But I'm not the director. They didn't ask my opinion about it. Yes. Um, inside the diving bell, she starts pushing buttons, because why wouldn't you? This is all too confusing for me, little old me. Punch, 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 punch. Oops. Uh, turns out she's punched the button that releases the diving bell into the bottom of the ocean. And she gets out, but Auto Man's trapped. Down, down he goes. Luckily, 
He's got laser beam eyes. We should be making a list of all the powers that he has. Will we see him again? Well, we will see him one more time, yes. Okay. Um, so he has laser eyes. He has laser eyes. So And magnetic powers. And magnetic powers, and he's waterproof mm-hmm. because he escapes from the diving bell and swims back to the surface. So he's also probably not... Uh, an oxygen breather because he didn't get the bends. True. When he popped out, and he probably has a thick hide because he didn't get crushed by the ocean depths. Mm-hmm. Back up on shore, uh, I guess they head back to the studio to the underwater grotto. Okay. Set. Well, they do have a set. Well, they do have a set, and also a giant rubber robot hand that's going to pop out of the wall and grab her. Um. Auto Man sees that the giant rubber monster hand has been activated on accident, and he pushes Miss Lee out of the way. By the way, she's still wearing just that same bathing suit and a loosely wrapped hotel robe. She is in the entire thing. I'm wondering how she's a mermaid. Does she, I mean, will she? Will her legs be bound together into a fin-like apparatus? Well, maybe that's what they spent the CGI budget on, and that's mm-hmm. why they had to do the real live diving bell. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Auto Man gets captured by the giant monster hand. Also, they have prop fish just hanging on clearly visible wires. Yes. I guess that's a green screen behind. Maybe they're going to erase the wires out. But movie making's changed so much. Since the 1960s. Since my childhood, when I was a child actor <laughs> in movies. <laughs> so... So, also, um, there's an electrical net that's dropped down on top of Auto Man. Um, so now he's trapped by a giant fist, fist, and, and also net. an electrical net. Luckily, something's fishy about this. <laughs> you think? Mm-hmm. So luckily, the hand is made of some kind of rubber mm-hmm. spray that's been applied to the hand, and so he um, is able to peel it off and cover himself in it which prevents him from being electrocuted is that how rubber works against electricity i mean yes you can hand if you have rubber gloves on you can handle life why i don't know i, I don't mean know. i guess my question is would it have been necessary for him to coat his entire body in the rubber or could he not he have just, just done his, his hands or his feet, yeah. his feet that's what I was thinking yeah, so he's not grounded so. well he's a robot so I guess he doesn't know everything he might have a bachelor's degree from robot tech but might he might go have, for the masters he may not have an, an advanced degree in electrical engineering you know I mean, when, I, when I replace <laughs> fans and when I replace lights and stuff I make sure that the power's off I turn off the, both the circuit breaker well, I dropped the circuit breaker, you know. Right. You could also do it from the wall. but. Well, I, I guess if every function of my body depended on electricity, I might make that a subject that I would study closely. Hey, it worked for him. He's still alive. I mean, I say that sitting here. Um, I weigh 800 pounds, and I don't know much about the human body. So I guess my logic is flawed. <laughs> you do not weigh 800 pounds. No, I'm like 765. But you're getting warmer. I rounded up. Something fishy's. Oh, I see where you read that. Something fishy is going on here. Mm-hmm. That's an actual line from the text. 
two accidents in a row. Someone's trying to keep me busy and away from the studio a lot to search for the missing bag. He's on to something, but he's not sure what. He's on to her. Yeah. Is Miss Lee in cahoots with them? Well, spoiler alert, she is. Yes, she is. So they go walking through this set, which is also apparently a labyrinthian maze, which is underground. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not a set. Maybe they just found this underground maze and decided to film there. That would be advantageous for a movie maker of course well as long as you can find your way out you need to run cables and all that sort of thing which auto man can because he's a robot he finds his way right out goes back to her none uh, of us have made the twiggy noise what twiggy noise twiggy not twiggy twiggy was a famous model oh i i always thought they were the same no 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 no, no, no. i know i know not the same thing but i thought they had the same name twiggy no twiggy t-w-i-k-i oh yeah Oh. We're talking about Wait, Twiggy. Wait, am I going to lose my membership into our nerd group because no, of that? No, sure? uh, because there's a the Venn diagram of superhero comics and 70s television shows actually doesn't overlap that much. Okay. I don't think. Thank you. Okay. Uh, we're talking about Buck Rogers in the 25th century, everyone, starring Gil Gerard, my first TV crush. Oh. No, I can't say that. Yeah, that's not true. Will, Will. on Land of Lost. Marshall Will and Yeah, Howard. I'm just trying to think of like who my first TV crush was. Oh. Well, Will, yeah. And, I mean, oh, I know. Grizzly Adams. Oh, yes. Totally. Mm-hmm. I guess I should say William Shatner, probably, but... Probably that was around the same time Slim had lost. Why'd you make a face at William Shatner? I never found him to be attractive. I'm sorry. Well... Agree to disagree. I hate that saying so much. It's, it's like, yes, it's so stupid. <laughs> agree to disagree. We just disagree. It's fine. It's no big deal. Agree and, to disagree. Well, that's why I, we do it's, agree. I know. That's become very popular. People go, well, we'll just agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Anyway, Auto Man's out of the maze. And he goes to search her room and he doesn't find the bag. Nope. He goes back to rejoin and save Miss Lee from the maze because she's a woman. How could she get out by herself? But she's already out. Mm-hmm. Womp womp. Uh, so Auto Man says he's got some things to do on his own under the director's orders. So he... <laughs> I don't know why he... Why does he lift her into the car? <laughs> I don't know. Because she... The implication she, is that he's just swooped her up and carried her across the beach into the car. She could have used her perfectly good legs. Right. To get her into the car. Well, maybe it's like a Dukes of Hazard situation that they can't open the doors or something and she's <laughs> got to like jump and slide in. I don't think so. Speaking of TV crushes, uh, those Duke boys. Tom Wopat was mine. I didn't really care for John Schneider. Well, I wasn't picky. Um, shortly at a beach lodge, a few miles from the studio lot, Bubbles! In walks Miss Lee, but it's not Miss Lee, it's Bubbles. She's part of the gang. Yeah. Um, she lost her chaperone. And she goes to check to see if the boys have found the bag. And then in busts Auto Man. <laughs> Bang. Turns out the real Miss Lee is there too as a prisoner. Tied up in the chair. <laughs> and Bubbles is not attractive. No, but look at her trying... I guess she might be the leader of the gang. Old Iron Pants himself. Melt him down into jukebox coins, boys. And we'll have some swinging music. How are they going to melt him down? He's already survived the 
crushing pressure of the ocean depths. Um, I don't know. Maybe she doesn't know he has laser eyes. Um, now, I do like this, this uh, panel where he's they're shooting at him, and he thinks to himself that bullets cannot harm him, but he magnetizes his body so that the bullets don't ricochet off him and hurt someone else. That's very helpful, isn't it? It is, but you know what? Who's not doing that? Superman. Mm-mm. Those no. bullets fly everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> right, you could be killed just standing next yeah, to Yeah, sorry about your collateral damage. It could be like that stray bullet that went through that guy's window when he had to answer the phone, mm-hmm. and he just missed being died. Right. In that commercial, just I heard... being died? <laughs> Shut up, I hate you. <laughs> Uh, Auto Man radios instructions to Professor Sterling, who apparently is uh, three feet tall. Yeah, because... Or else Auto Man is nine feet tall. Well, and then uh, Janet Lee, or whatever her name is, Linda Lee, what's her name? Kimmy. 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 Mm-hmm. She's tall, too. She's, yeah. So, Professor Sterling is... Uh, maybe humans have started to evolve also, smaller because of the robots. In that middle right panel, Kimmy looks a little tired. Yeah, well, she's been held prisoner. Of yeah. course, you'd be tired too. She's got bags under her eyes. Uh, look what Auto Man has the missing bag. When, where did I leave it? You didn't. Assembling <laughs> all the known facts, including your forgetful habits. <laughs> Little lady. I computed that it was still at the airport where you forgot to pick it up. <laughs> Professor Sterling brought it here. <laughs> One more thing. How did you find this hideout? With a small mechanical beetle placed under the imposter's belt when I lifted her into the car. Oh, that's why he lifted her into the car. Oh. To slip the beetle under her belt. I didn't remember that. You couldn't just slip the beetle into the car? Did well, you have wig? to pick her? Right? <laughs> Case closed, Miss Lee. Ah, 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 ah. <sighs> Hey, another Machine Think Smasheroo is upcoming soon. Don't let a robot outrun you to the newsstand for your next thriller on Auto Man, Hero of the Computer Age. I'll hold my breath. Okay, you do that. Um, <laughs> we do, uh, I didn't mention that we do have a green glob weirdie in this issue. We're not going to cover it because we will cover the green glob later on. Uh, green glob is kind of like if the Twilight Zone yeah. was a comic book and Rod Serling was a glob of green smoke. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's the best exclamation I can give you. We'll talk about it another time. Cool. cool. Do you have cool. anything to add here at the top of our second season? Well, I am enjoying um, reading these comics and I have to admit that I have revisited some of my favorite comics from the 1990s because we have been reading comics from the 1960s really i have indeed i'm so glad i have taken to reading them regularly uh we have not seen shazam yet but we will have seen it by our next episode i can give you a little pocket review of that and uh perhaps dumbo as well maybe dumbo too but that's old news by this time it's got mixed reviews, but I'm going to see it anyway. Of course. Um, and that's all I have for now. Yes. You can follow us on social media at GoGoCheckPod. And uh, we'll be here every week, unless we're not. And Captain Butler. And Captain Butler licking himself. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you download your free podcast from. And we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.